passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> Poison Rana. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever podcast app you are using, or live on youtube.com slash postwrestling. Hello, postmarks. Hello, everyone. Happy Sunday. Happy, yeah, Sunday. It's the the wrestling day. Yeah. It used to be the wrestling day. It's it's gone away from us. This suits us way better. Some chill Sunday. We cooked a nice roast dinner. We threw on some NXT. It was lovely. It's a great American Bash. Absolutely. Yeah, and we're going to talk all about it. It is our NXT Great American Bash post show here on Post Wrestling. So welcome, NXT friends, because we are here to chat all about it. And we thank you for joining us. We're live on the YouTube, like we said. Hello, uh, people in the YouTube chat. Super chats are welcome. Not only here, but the newly monetized. Poison Rana feed as well over on YouTube. Go find us, search Poison Rana in your podcast app or YouTube. Hit that subscribe, hit that like, and uh, check out all the other stuff that we do. Yes, we normally go live every Sunday at around 2 p.m. with kind of our thoughts of all the news in Wrestling of the Week. Uh, do a lot of our time talking about AEW, as mm-hmm. we, uh, that's kind of where we discuss a lot of that. All the big news, Dark Side of the Ring, other stuff we've liked on the main roster. Uh, that's what we normally do on a Sunday, but NXT was in town this week. Yeah, uh, well, not here, but uh, down in Texas, in, in on, town for on us. Sunday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we took this afternoon off, and uh, we decided since we're coming uh, tonight to talk about some NXT, maybe we'll give some quick thoughts on everything else uh, after we run through this entire show. So uh, we do a lot of other podcasts and uh, check out all the other stuff we do. But I think it's I think it's a, a post show where we can jump into this Great American Bash. Yeah, absolutely. I I think we kind of mentioned it being on a Sunday, and recently a lot of these events have been on a Saturday. Also. I feel this the first time for a while, it seems NXT haven't tried to kind of counter anything else, Ah. you know? Uh, Like, in the past, it's been on the same day as some AEW shows or whatever. And I wonder if if it might do well for them. 
Um, ratings have been pretty good for NXT over the last few weeks. We've been singing its praises a lot more about how, you know, a lot of these kind of PC people have started to really break through. Yeah. And you've got a good mix with the NXT UK lot coming in as well. How the quality of wrestling's improved. The storylines have been, there's still some wackiness, but as a whole, they've been pretty logical and building to a climax. And I think a lot of people maybe today, it's, oh, it's Sunday. Not much else is on. No other wrestling. See what NXT is doing. And I think they might have picked a good show to come into. Yeah, it's interesting because next week is SummerSlam. Also on a... No, that's on a Saturday, right? That's a Saturday. But usually, like, they try to do the same weekend, Mm -hmm. right? So it's kind of refreshing that it is, like, a little bit of separate... those weekends, it might be oversaturation and people leave it out. So I'd be interested. If people are able to use the network, that is... That is totally true. We are Torontonians. We live in Canada and uh, we have a great time using the WWE network for uh, not only watching uh, PLEs, but also going back into the archives for other podcasts that we do like Best Match Ever and Was Next and all these things. But WWE Canada and the network have decided to change kind of their what their layout, their website and some face and everything. Something going on. You might have to go through like Sportsnet now to now access the WWE like catalog, which is totally kind of left field because a, like we pay for the network and now it's, we can't even access it. And we thought, we thought we were alone Mm. on this, but, uh, a few friends message us, including John Pollock from post wrestling. Who's like, yo, I can't even watch this paper. John couldn't get it at all. Um, so we were able to like, I signed up to the network when it first came out, uh, when I was in the UK. So my, my network, it's still billed to my UK credit card. Right. Uh, it's on my UK PlayStation that we have. So often it, it runs off the PlayStation absolutely fine. Sure. And uh, runs off the, it, we're able to cast it off the computer without even using VPNs or whatever, usually. Yeah. And then uh, today, it wouldn't allow it on the PlayStation at all. Couldn't get it on, like, geo-blocked. And then was trying, like multiple vpns and stuff eventually managed to get it to work um using like airplay with a different marseille yeah oh okay and then had but still wouldn't cast had to use uh great like mirroring and all that and but john who pays for sportsnet now and all that anyway wow couldn't get it at all that's that's kind of bs uh a bit of a struggle because like we pay for these things we watch all this wrestling it's like just get it to work and Next week, SummerSlam. Mm. I'm going to say this is going to go under the radar until next weekend when a lot more people try to do it and it still doesn't work. And then you got a lot more angry people. I guarantee that's what's going to happen. Because I remember we used to have uh, Sportsnet now or whatever yeah, it was. It sucks. To be able to watch NXT without terrible. any streaming issues and things, it kind of sucked. It definitely and then, sucked. And then they took WWE off it and that was like a premium on top. Yeah. And for you and I who... We don't watch any. No, other I watch sports. the real sports. We'll, NXT we might like you know if the Raptors are in the playoff start yeah, paying a bit more attention, but like we don't watch any sport, and it ended up being paying like forty, fifty bucks a month Wasn't to be able it. to watch NXT once a week. It yeah. was crazy. So yeah, just kind of weird. Uh, they usually they're pretty good, and just lately, I, I don't know. Like I know we're not alone. A lot of people. Mm. I, I quickly searched online as well. A few people were going through it, but I, I, if they don't get it t- together for next week, it's going to be a problem. All these Americans listening are like, "Well, I didn't have a problem." Yeah, I'd be interested Got to know cock. kind of outside of the U.S. and Canada uh, places that still have the network if they had any issues. Because like, I imagine the the interface is being changed worldwide for everyone yeah. with the network. And wonder if there are any issues. 
Yeah, so that was kind of annoying yeah. and might be more annoying uh, for us in the future, <laughs> in the near future. I mean, we'll be fine. We have a show called What's Next, guys. Yeah, we, we have a show. We the network a lot. <laughs> we rely on the network for a lot of old like wrestling that we do podcasts on and stuff and, and rewatching and stuff. Just this week, we have a SummerSlam 1992 mm. review coming out, and uh, I got to watch it still. Yeah, we so. thought we'd kill two birds with one stone cover a SummerSlam and, and the Wembley show. show. So that's coming out this week over on our Patreon, but will it? Because will <laughs> I be able to watch the WWE Network? So uh, yeah, tune in to find out if we do in fact have access to wrestling. You're going to be calling up all those childhood friends like, do you still have the VHS yeah, of SummerSlam, SummerSlam 92? Yeah. Go to some thrift stores and things and i remember yeah i remember my my next door neighbor i was i was one when i in 1992 but years years later for like a SummerSlam, like before the network there was that wwe like channel that just played stuff yeah and my neighbor had that so i'd watch SummerSlam. obviously brett and bulldog a whole bunch uh, on that but yeah uh hopefully we can talk about it but yeah we're here to talk about the Great American Bash, which we somehow... I guess we have to be we, American to we watch it. out. Like, I don't know what we'd have done if we had John's issues. Uh, yeah, I would have pirated it and yeah. not felt bad at all. You yeah. wouldn't download a car. Remember those? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would, actually. Probably would. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, pirate away, people, if yeah. you struggled. I saw a lot of people saying that they did switch to pirating. And, you know, there's people in this world that really don't like to do that. Mm. And I totally understand. It's, it's breaking the law. However, sometimes you're forced to become a criminal and to become an outlaw. And that would have been well, one of these also, days. I, I prefer to just pay for it if I know I'm going to get it. Absolutely. Be able to watch it. We I'm pay like, for it, everything. It's so stress-free yeah. when we're just, oh, we've bought it, we can watch it. And that's been the problem lately with like that Sportsnet now. And th- when we're paying out the ass for this, mm. why isn't it working? Yeah. So I get pretty upset. But we still manage and we MacGyvered somehow your Apple TV played it. And we're here to talk about... The Great American Bash 2023 from Cedar Park, Texas. Yeah, it's a, like a suburb of Austin. Okay, it's like, like cool. kind of nice. I imagine it's what Hoffman Estates is to Chicago. I oh. think it's that kind of okay. thing. Okay, cool. Uh, there was a kickoff show earlier tonight, kind of showing a few interviews. Uh, Rhea Ripley was talking uh, about her match with Dom and how she's going to be in his corner. And then there was an eight-person tag match. That we threw on before the show. That was actually pretty cool. Uh, the metaphor with the newly okay Noam Dar. <laughs> yeah, he, he woke up again yeah. last week, didn't he? He's woke. So he's uh, Noam Dar found... They, they basically said, you actually never lost the cup, therefore you're the real champion. He's got, it's pretty much the NXT equivalent of the CM Punk storyline. Yeah. Uh, spray an X on the, yeah. on the thing. Well, CM Punk's title looks like the NXT title now. It so, does, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the metaphor fought Nathan Frazier, Dragon Lee, and the team of uh, Ulyssa Leon and Valentina Feroz. And, uh, well, the metaphor actually lost in this match. But there were some pretty cool spots in there, including Oramensa doing a alley-oop. Remember I love that? that move. Remember Big Show big doing show, the alley-oop? Yeah, oh, I always should have kept that. that. But I thought Feroz and Valentina actually stood out. We've been huge supporters of these two since day one. And they had some pretty impressive like dives to the I outside. I love whenever they do that, like Ulyssa, who's the... The bigger of the two just launches Valentina yeah. to the outside. Pretty cool. Um, and obviously, like you've got the likes of Dragon Lee in here, um, Nathan Fraser. Noam Dar has been really impressing me in this NXT run so far. So, yeah, fun fun match to get the crowd going. Um, I do wish they'd kind of like take care of this women's tag division because it's such a shame seeing the likes of Ulyssa and Valentina, who I think are going to work way way better as a unit as a tag team in NXT and the main roster. And you see people like Caden and 
Casey, Katana, right. who we've been watching for years, who are a great tag team. And that division just means nothing right now. Yeah. And I'd love them to try and rehab it and actually do what they keep on saying they're going to do with this thing and really have it defended across the three brands. Because uh, I, I want to see more of these two girls. I think they're, I think they're awesome. And they'd be, uh, I think they're a team people would get behind. They do flashy moves. They're smiley yeah. Brazilian girls. Who yeah. doesn't like that? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah, yeah. We were sold day one and, and they're still impressing. Also, the metaphor, Noam Dar's character was so funny with the Linda McMahon wheelchair yeah. thing. But now he's back to being like the wrestler and everything. And really, really impressed by their entrance as well. But the, the match ended with Dragon Lee hitting the Destino or so we have whatever he calls it on Mensa for the win. But yeah, uh, I was I was enjoying that match. I was kind of surprised uh, Noam didn't win this. Yeah, because I kind of feel we're getting that Nathan Fraser, Noam Dar match. He's going to beat him. <laughs> and maybe and and I thought it would have made more sense for kind of you know momentum for Noam to maybe right. win this one um, but they definitely are high on Dragon Lee as we get to a bit later in the show and he did come out with the cup so there was two cups yeah. <laughs> uh, there's some sort of a two cups joke there that I'm definitely not going to make but uh, then we kicked off the real show the Great American Bash with a video and the voice of Dusty Rhodes the American Dream he's talking about the Great American Bash and kind of showing clips of the, the bashes through the years. Then it cuts to, I don't know if you knew this, but he has a son. His name is Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare, oh, yeah. who also says, hey, uh, the great American bash is pretty cool. And uh, it's this is Texas. Can't get more American than that. So let's bash. They're showing uh, a lot of clips from Great American Bash, but it was a lot more WWE, yeah. like John Cena and Booker T, <sighs> than your classic kind of NWA, WCW days. Best, best... The best version. Yeah, like King Booker beating Rey Mysterio. You can't get more American bash than that, really, honestly. Uh, Then we kick off the show with our first match of many, which is a NXT tag team title match. We see the screen is full of rats. And if you've been following, you might not... I mean, you, you will understand because the whole story of Tony D has been freed by his boy Stax as they they basically tricked Gallus into thinking Stax was actually the rat. Then it mm. turns out that Joe Coffey was the rat. There's a lot of rats here. So many rats. Just watch Goodfellas to understand. Video. Yeah, just yeah. watch The Sopranos. Uh, so Tony D is free. Stax is free with him. Helped him get out. And now they have a tag team title match against Mark Coffey and Wolfgang. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how sad were you that Wolfgang did not bring out his green do-rag or I, bandana yeah that's uh that's such a great do-rag uh i if you were lucky enough to watch our story last week like you we need were, to stop we sending me that wolfgang. photo at random no, times of the night no, I don't. <laughs> just wolfgang close up with the green bandana and what's great is it's so green you can like green photoshop, screen, it. photoshop it it's like that las vegas eye <laughs> just don't look directly at it uh, so the Gallus boys, uh, there's a cool, like I mentioned the entrance with the rats for Tony D and Stax. They come out. Uh, Tony D looking pretty jacked. I mm. guess that prison uh What else workout, are you going to do there? Right? Yeah, he was he, watching Peacock and working out. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have any issues with his connection. No. Uh, the Gallus boys have a bit of an entrance video where it's like them in like a, a locker room putting on like footy jerseys with like a green hue. Pretty cool as well. Kind of felt like a, a PLE entrance. Yeah, absolutely. I, I kind of feel it. It made both these teams feel feel big for this opening match um and i think they've built this story pretty well like we've been waiting for this one-on-one for quite a few weeks now well i mean he was in prison for yeah six weeks wasn't he long time so uh yeah 
I think, good way to open. Yeah, as silly as a mafia story, the Italians versus the Scots, uh, we have it here. Booker T says that uh, it's it's Tony D who's free in this world and it's time to go to work. Uh, The two Scotsmen put the boots to stacks here, tagging in and out. Wolfgang's in, showing his his skill because Wolfgang locks in the money clip. Uh, Stax finally evades for a hot tag, jumping over Wolfgang, tagging in Tony D, who comes in. What did I call him all those years ago? Uh, the Italian Kurt Angle. He's hitting yeah. belly to bellies and suplexes, a huge spine buster here. And then him and Stax hit the power and glory. Is that what? Yeah. The, the FTR? I've been watching Collision. The FTR, like, superplex splash combo. What would be the, the Italian equivalent of power and glory? Oh, I, I power and cannoli. <laughs> I guess it kind of sounds like that, right? Leave the cannoli is what it should be called. Uh, so they, that's a kick out, though. As Mark Coffey, uh, sorry, Wolfgang breaks it up. Wolfgang then hits this like running spear, rock bottom kind of thing. Actually, was pretty impressed by that yeah, as well. Yeah, it was well. like kind of a leaping rock bottom. Pretty it cool. Really good. Uh, then hits a moonsault as well for a near fall. The ref doesn't see Joe Coffey getting involved here with his what shillelagh, his Scottish <laughs> stick thing. Uh, then there's the, the Gallus bomb that like spin out boot to the face flapjack five kind yeah, of thing. looks pretty cool, but it's broken up just in the nick of time. Eventually Tony D power bombs, Mark coffee into Wolfgang into the steel steps. Very cool here. And then when Joe coffee tries to run in, Tony D runs at him with that stick and nails him clocking him yeah, in the, the head. Timing, he was great. He went for his. All the best for the bells. He's yeah. like spinning lariat and Tony ducks him, picks up this thing and cracks him in the head. Then he helps launch stacks over the ropes into both guys. They throw Mark Coffey back in the ring and they hit the bada boom, bada bing. And they hit the one, two, three and new NXT tag team champions, Tony D and stacks. Yeah. I, I thought this was super fun. Um, really enjoyed this. I think stacks has come up. A long way, and I think this uh, Tony, you know, being in jail has been great yeah. for Stax as, as coming through as a, a bigger character on the show. Um, he's been really impressing. Tony, I think, has looked good since coming back. I, I've enjoyed the character. I haven't always been high on his wrestling. He normally does more of the kind of brawling stuff, but I thought he stepped up here. And Gallus, we've given a hard time a lot, but uh, I, I think they've really stepped up too. So uh, I, I feel Gallus have probably ready for main roster at this point i'd like, say what else yeah. are you going to do with them and i'd like that i'd love to see them you know trios with the brawling brutes and imperium and stuff like that i think they'd fit in right there in the kind of main rosters gang peaky blinders kind got. of thing exactly. going on yeah <laughs> uh, i thought great way to open the show the crowd really into everyone here as well um and they weren't all night like i thought at times this crowd sounded awesome and other times a little quiet um but it, it seemed pretty full there uh but yeah i i really enjoyed this opener yeah tony d finishing the story finally winning some gold here i love that these guys won the gold as as i agree like gallus you know you can give them a bunch of crap but they've definitely stepped up and taken the opportunity and not squandered it at all and like now you're like yeah put them on the main roster they clearly can do this and i i agree with that but it's also like Tony D and Stax with the ridiculousness of this story as well for like months, a year, two years of just this mafia shit. And now it's kind of paid off. And they, they truly own the streets now. Yeah, they're the streets. I wonder, uh, we haven't had a Dusty Classic yet this year. And I imagine the kind of the next big event is what? 
Survivor Series time? Probably something. Oh, no, we've got uh, No Mercy, no Mercy in, in September. September. I wonder if that's something we could start building to. Because if yeah. we are losing Gallus, um, like, yeah, you might need to start introducing some more teams. It would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That, you've got Bronco Nima and stuff coming in now. Schism, if they schism, stick around. Yeah. Uh, potentially Diamond Mine, if our theory is oh, right. correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I wonder if we'll be leading to that soon. Yeah, but good opening match. Definitely got the crowd into it. And, uh, yeah, have uh, have some... Uh, what did Booker T and Vic were like? We're having the pasta, the pizza tonight. They were celebrating. Yeah. yeah. Booker, I mean, can I... We just need a button so I don't have to say this every time, but Booker was on one tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so much, because Vic makes this noise. Where we're, so it's just the two of them. You listen and something... Yeah. No, Vic, yeah, Vic does that. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh boy! Well, we go I'm to our. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's what's weird. It's just because I watch it. I'm conditioned. I guess they just got me. Whatever. Our next match is a weapons wild match. Are you ready for th- what's your uh, favorite weapons wild match? This one. <laughs> me too. We go to Roxanne Perez versus Blair Davenport. I actually like the way they set this feud up, and it doesn't even involve the women's title, so that's even like better. You didn't. You you went like a totally different route. Which is Blair was the attacker revealed all along. She took out all these people. She took out Roxy, but Roxy fought back and Blair thinks she's just a little kid and says tonight in front of your home, somewhat hometown crowd, your home, your families. Yeah, look, she's, uh, what, what's her place? It's about three hours from here. Okay. Yeah. She's from Laredo. Laredo. Yeah. yeah. So that, remember, she had to take the four hour bus yeah. each way. Yeah, exactly. So now, uh, then they've been fighting and then. Uh, they had a match a few weeks ago on TV where Blair actually beat Roxanne. And then last week on NXT, a little nod to her, her trainer, Booker. She fought Blair in a grocery store a type bodega. place, a bodega. Yeah. So, uh, which set up this. W- and then they fought at what? Some convention? And was so bad. At, we didn't see this bit, but she was so badass. She fought off the cops yeah, on the way she out. She actually because, is still wanted. Yeah. Uh, but it's Texas. So that's how. Is that. that that's how. Oh, no, works. she ran away to Texas. Yeah. That yeah. Was in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So somehow she, the folks. so Tony D got out, but Roxanne went in, but clearly got out in time for this yeah. pay-per-view is what happened. But weapons, wild match. Uh, Roxanne comes out with some Texas inspired gear and we, we see that her family is actually front row. Specifically. It's her, her mom and her, do- uh, her sister. Her younger sister as well here. Who was, uh, the real like third person in this match. Yes, definitely. Uh, so this, uh, starts off with, uh, like uh, Roxy going over and like hugging her family and then hugging some guy in like a lucha mask. But while she's doing that, Blair runs up through the crowd, like beside that. So it's a little different on the take of wearing the lucha mask and attacks Roxanne, which kind of starts this match. And there's chairs being brought in right away and trash cans because it is a weapons wild match. Uh, They start to, sorry, it's, it's Blair. That's like putting the, boots to Roxanne she blocks a tope with the trash can and then yells at Booker T and he's just oh like so appalled by this taking his glasses off his readers uh then there's a br- a, a trash can like full of different weapons and there's a branding iron a little uh little tip to Terry Funk there I think mm. but it doesn't really I mean it would still hurt but it's not like heated up I mean, it's solid metal though, yeah, like, yeah. to whack you with. So she starts to like, she puts Roxanne in the trash can and like bangs on it with the, the branding iron here. The crowd are really hot for Roxy with these chants. Uh, Roxanne fights backs and starts to like whip her. There's like a bull rope. So she ties her and keeps like 
like Irish whipping her with it. And yeah, it's with B. Uh, sorry, uh, Blair's own belt, isn't it? Yeah. And like I thought that was great when Roxanne was coming back. Just an Irish whip that actually makes sense. Yeah. In context, because she's attached to it. Yeah, imagine a real fight with an Irish. And also, like, you could easily break your wrist doing this. It looked cool, yeah. I thought it looked really good. So she's beating her up, and then she, like... Because Blair was punching her in front of her little sister, who was getting really emotional, like, crying at one point. So when Roxanne fights back, her mom and her sister are just getting so into this. I was, like, loving the, the fact that her sister was, like, just so, like... Her mum looks so like her as well. Yeah, yeah, it very similar. Being an older sister. Uh, there's then a se- like all these chairs set up, and the pop rocks is blocked, and then she gets like thrown or like alley ooped into the chairs. Uh, Blair misses a stomp and kind of eats it on the apron, and then there's a splash from Roxy through a table onto the outside. That was pretty cool. And then back in the ring, it's the pop rocks onto the chairs, and Roxanne beats Blair Davenport, and uh, it cuts to her family. They're all ecstatic. Her sister is crying. She's just an emotional wreck. She can't keep it together. But but her sister won the match, and that's what matters. I was in shock. This is kind of hometown. Hometown. WWE. Family in the audience. Yeah. WWE. Roxanne's losing <laughs> this, right? No. They're, she's the golden child. Uh, I thought this was, was good. Like, there's only... There's a certain ceiling with a lot of WWE kind of... Uh, hardcore matches these days because we see in the other company and other companies how much further people go and there's still a lot of restrictions in wwe so it tends to be a bit paint by numbers kendo stick trash yeah. can uh i thought they added some extra elements to this one i uh i like that they didn't go over the top with the weapons i thought the belt spot was really good but her sister was uh, roxy's sister was the real kind of Big thing of this yeah. match. I thought she got you so much more invested. The crowd fully being behind Roxanne here. Uh, I think she did step up because we've been... I think this feud's helped her because I think she's got something out of this that we really didn't see in the Cora Jade feud, which should have felt more personal. Um, yeah, I like yeah, how yeah. she's you know stepped up, showing she's not the little girl and that she can be tougher. Um, and I think Blair's been a great heel in this story as well. So yeah, this really paid off for me. Yeah, it, it was pretty enjoyable, and I think that's the end to this feud. And Roxanne is someone I'd bring up to the main roster as well, just because she's kind of done it here. What else? would Do you go back to her versus Tiff one more time? Like I feel so much on NXT. We go like, well, both these two could go up, really, yeah, couldn't they? Yeah. Uh, like, both are kind of ready. Uh, I mean, is is Roxanne's little sister going to start taking the bus to Booker T's school and <laughs> become a wrestler as well? And then, then they'll do a whole story with that, with... Well, my sister, remember the Roxanne in her room? Well, I used to play the video games. Oh, my God. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, Hollywood, you're going to be waiting a long time for new shows and movies to come out. Wrestling's where it's at. The real acting here was just this little girl being, like, so emotional about her sister. And they're never going to be in a union, so this isn't ever (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, a pandemic didn't stop Some real great acting. invested, guys. Cinema. Wrestling cinema, yeah. Yeah, remember Izzy? Move over, Izzy. We got Roxanne's little sister, who was great here. Uh, well, we went to our next segment backstage, Thea Hale with Chase University. She's getting ready for her NXT Women's Championship. It's Thea Balboa here doing a little Rocky. She's training. She's getting ready. I needed to see, like, they did that this week with the video, but in that, it lacked her uh, chasing chickens and lacked her eating raw eggs. (laughs) Yeah, I I really want... um... Which way I did want he go? Chase you to still be away around by Philadelphia next year. Right, right. The Rocky steps. You've got to have the... If any yeah. any act in this whole company are going to do the Rocky steps, right. it's Chase you. Everyone's going to do the Rocky I know. 
We go to... We're going to do the Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We go to our next match. Baron Corbin makes his entrance. Uh, I wasn't sure, though. biggest baby face in Texas. (laughs) Yeah, apparently Cedar Park, Texas. Cedar Park's own Baron Corbin. Loves this guy. Uh, Okay, so first of all, new theme song. Yeah. New gear. Yeah. New back tattoo? Uh, I think we did see this the other week when his shirt came off. He's normally in a top. Is it... A chip on fire? (laughs) (laughs) It might have been. He's really going into this gimmick. So Uh, the new song... An improvement, though, in all three aspects, I think. Yeah, okay. maybe not the tattoo, but like the... I mean, he's already tatted, but yeah, just kind of weird. So the gear looks... He finally looks like a normal, like, I guess, wrestler, right? Uh, The theme does say burn the ships in, like, the chorus of it. So clearly that's, I guess, a tie-in to that. Uh, He's just... They really want to burn ships. And then... uh, yeah, what else did I say? Oh, yeah, I guess that's it. Burning but, ships. Yeah, so he just really fucking hates... An improvement, yeah. and it connected with Cedar Park, Texas. He just hates sea travel so <laughs> fucking much. You think this guy goes on cruises? <laughs> Sir, stop He's that. Put allowed. that fire down. <laughs> <laughs> just in corners trying to burn ships all the time. Uh, well, Baron Corbin, you may know him from such favorite WWE moments as as well when he retired gold medalist Olympian Kurt Angle. And here, Baron Corbin is having Olympic gold medalist Gable Stevenson's first ever WWE technically match in ring. So little uh, bit. Yeah. He just lucked out. He just really likes fighting Olympians. They did bring this up on commentary. Yeah. I We kind of complained on Tuesday's show that this should have been part the of the story. story. Yeah. This should have been in the promos. So no. what's the story going to be? How about, you know, you, you retired Kurt and then like, I'm an Olympian. Yeah. How about burn the ships? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go with that. All right. Cool. Uh, so for the first time ever watching wrestling, and I've watched Baron Corbin wrestle for how long has he wrestled for? Eight years? Eight years, I think. Was this the first ever Let's Go Corbin chant? I, I think so. It might have He been. might have maybe, heard it before. You know, Happy Corbin? back in, no, I'm thinking kind of. 2014, 2015, where people would count, you know, that gimmick where oh, they, yeah, yeah, where it was yeah. him and what Bull Dempsey, they'd have squash matches and right, everyone would right, count right, right. and time the matches. Let's go, Corbin. That's like the most over I remember. Baron Corbin, yeah. Uh, so I don't know whether whether this crowd just really love also burning ships or they just don't really like Gable Stevenson. Yeah, uh, really interesting because um, this is Gable Stevenson's first match and he was playing this completely babyface the whole match yeah. this wasn't like Kurt Angle's debut where Vince deliberately wanted him to be hated and was like go out there and gloat about your achievements and all that and Kurt was like ah, oh, that's not gonna work and it you know it did he became a great delusional heel um this whole match was designed to showcase Gable Stevenson as a babyface and this crowd hated him and it wasn't like we get you know in the CWC where you get pockets you've got 10 people booing and therefore it sounds like a lot this was a lot of this uh, arena, like chanting against Baron Corbin, yeah, chanting I, I, for him. They went, uh, "You're not Gable" or something like that. Yeah, or like you're uh, not Gable, as in like you know Chad, Chad Gable, Gable. I assume right. we like more. Uh, I don't know whether this is you know to do with the fact he kind of came in this company like what two years ago and has been farting around. It's like, oh, am I going to be here? Am I? Got to make my decision. It's like, you got to strike the iron when it's hot and like, we're kind yeah. of over it. Or there are like allegations against him as well. Correct. Um, and I wonder how much that kind of uh, feeds into this crowd's reaction. But 
was not what I was really expecting. Yeah, no, uh, definitely wasn't. And it definitely shocked me. Well, uh, this match happened. Gorbin puts the boots to Gable here, but Gable comes back with, sorry, Gable Stevenson, right? Yeah, I'm like, wait, yeah. Chad Gable? Now I'm getting yeah. confused. Sorry, they were saying you're not Angle, according you're to You're not Cena. Angle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's not. He's Gable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Corbin gets put in an ankle lock, and that's when they chanted, you're not Angle. And then a German suplex on the floor. That's still probably when they were <laughs> chanting, <laughs> you're not Angle. Uh, Corbin, however, fights back and then throws him into the ring post in the ring. And then a second time, like, smacking the side of his head against the post for a near fall. Uh, Corbin then hits a attitude adjustment, a DVD, a Death mm. Valley driver for a near fall there. And then somehow uh, Stevenson comes back. He hits a belly to belly and then a German suplex. Uh, the guy can suplex. I can definitely give him that. Uh, and then they start to brawl around the ringside. Uh, and then it's, I think he gets thrown into the... Booker, I assume. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and then the ref double counts them out mm. as they continue to fight. And then there's like a, a big pull apart where they're kind of still trying to jump and attack each other and fight each other. They just really hate each other. Stevenson fucking nailed one of these jobber cops in the head. Yeah. Like a, a real yeah. stiff punch. I mean, he was doing the suplexes, but yeah. the first guy that came up to him was just boink. And the crowd were booing him. Yeah. <laughs> the crowd did not like him. Um, yeah, I, I found this all quite interesting. Like, first thing mainly I was getting from this match is, all right, how's this guy... Look, gonna look how much training he's done. His suplexes look great. Um, like, I, I like his, his brother's stuff and got very similar kind of throws from him. And I thought that looked great. The, the crowd kind of took me out from really getting into this match. And the count out was kind of, you know, I like on these PLAs, PLEs having proper finishes. But I kind of got into the pull apart after. I thought it was a pretty, like, good brawl on the outside. And, the crowd were getting into it as well. Um, obviously, this is going to continue, but I wonder after this what they're going to do with Stevenson. Do you lean into this? Is this a one-night-only thing? Because I, I can totally see the CWC picking up on this and being like, nah, not this guy. Yeah, so his, his brother, Damon Kent, tweeted, hey, maybe if you trained the right way you know yeah maybe you would have won that match so maybe there is something they'll put them together or something i'm not yeah i'm not quite sure uh, i can't say this like really hit for me and i i, I don't like baron corbin i think he had an improvement if anything because he had a, like, he the gear and everything this, yeah to be honest yeah so it's just kind of like why is of all f- fights that this would be the double counter it's just kind of bizarre way like your first debut and it's a no finish so it's like all right you could have just beat him but i guess they're stretching this out or yeah i mean but it is bizarre i don't know i didn't i didn't necessarily I, I thought this was the weakest part of the show i think um i in ring i i'd agree yeah. but i kind of i found it a really interesting part of the of the show as well uh with this crowd and i i did kind of get into the pull apart after but. see where it goes yeah well, we go to our backstage area with Lyra Valkyria, and she's being interviewed and asked about her match last week with Rhea Ripley, how she lost to Rhea, but it was a pretty good match. You should check it out. And she says, I want to thank Rhea because she lit a fire under me and basically saying now she feels ready to, to fight in, in the future. And she's the kind, Yeah. And uh, this is when she's attacked by JC Jane, and we get another pull apart here as both of them are just trying to get at each other as Rhea and Dom kind of walk by and Rhea goes, ah, that's what I've been waiting for. So 
Yeah. So Rhea still kind of tied with Lyra here. The JC Jane feud continuing. I always like when they do these, like, Rhea and Dom are just walking to the ring as this is happening. Like, the bleed over. Yeah, yeah. I always quite like. But, yeah, we, we were both a fan of uh, Lyra and Rhea on Tuesday. And if you haven't checked it out, I, I suggest it. Because we're pretty high on Lyra and interested in what's happening if Judgment Day is going to be a thing for her down the line. Or what. Yeah, the bird lady got her feathers plucked and mm. now she's a bit more serious and we kind of yeah. like it. And I think she... She could be. She's one of the better wrestlers yeah, on this on this roster for sure. We go to our next match. It is a triple threat match for the North American Championship. The new champ, Dirty Dominic Mysterio, Dirty Dom, taking on Wesley and Mustafa Ali. And I could not tell the difference between Ali's theme and Wesley's theme, and I just miss. The days of when wrestling themes were like so, like you could right away, like there's certain themes CFRs, right away. Jim Johnson, man, like, goats, just yeah, pay those guys, yeah, just it's it's worth it sometimes. Uh, so this triple threat happened because Wes and Ali had this match for weeks set up. Ali, sorry, Dirty Dom is like, hey, let me face you, Wes, and Ali said, what are you stupid? He could beat you, and Wes is like, it's Dom, and well, wouldn't you know it? Judgment Day helped him win, and now this match is a triple threat. And what could go wrong with Dirty Dom here? Clearly, Dirty Dom is a draw. NXT. Uh, oh, 100%. Going up, ratings a little bit going up. Uh, what, you know, one, Him and Rhea being on this show. Yeah, absolutely. One, one Bill Dom. <laughs> Punk is a fraud. It's all about Dirty Dom. It's, it's getting there, isn't it? He's definitely being talked about more, I feel. <laughs> yeah, the Judgment Day is the next bloodline, bloodline big yeah. story for sure. Uh, and D- Dirty Dom just loves that off-white shirt, that purple plaid shirt. He just always wears mm. that shirt. He gives it to Rhea to hold on to ringside as she's there with him. Uh, this match starts off. Dom leaves the ring immediately and is like, oh, I'm smarter than you. When Ali chases him and Rhea steps up to him and says, you're not going to do that. And then Wes does it as well. Dom goes in the ring and they chase him and then they just put the boots to him. Don't you, didn't you just want to see this visual so badly? Just them stomping <laughs> down on him. It's like you feel so many people yeah. have been wanting to just We do just this. wanted to do this to Dom so fucking badly. Uh, so then Ali and Wes finally go at it and we see them like countering each other's moves. They go up top, something big, and Dom comes back in and just dumps both of them to the outside and laughs yeah. <laughs> as the crowd boo him. Uh, I, I love the uh, when like Wes and Ali were going at it here as well. They try to chop each other and one would duck and Dom would just get hit as well. Yeah, I, I, I just love that like they were doing whenever there's like the two baby faces and they're like, mm. we want to fight you. No, I want to fight. And it's like, fuck off. We're fighting now. And so uh, Dom was just being used here, but then gains advantage. He goes for the three amigos, but keeps getting blocked. Finally, he hit, there's like a double Three amigos there. Uh, then Ali and Wes again going at it, and Ali hits this crazy, like, diving tornado DDT. Wes, for like, near. flipped off his head on this. <sighs> Absolutely bonkers. Uh, there's then a Boston Crab camel clutch combo from Wes, where he has Dom in the camel clutch, but at the same time, the Boston Crab on Ali. This was impressive. However, Dom finally gets out of it by biting the thumbs of Wes. There's then a 450 miss by Ali, To the apron. Yeah, this was crazy. So Dom and Wes were like draped across the rope, but on the outside. Yeah. And so Ali, and he was, what made it scarier for me was he was kind of removing padding from the turnbuckle to try and get better balance and hit this 450 and they didn't replay this because he just 
ate shit on this thing. Yeah, he just disappeared. I mean, it was the planned spot, but it looked horrible. Yeah. Uh, Wes does the goes for a dive, but is it the ref that stops him or Rhea that stops him from like doing the dive? So then he does it anyways over the top. It's, yeah, it's the uh, Rey Mysterio the, spot over the ref, but Rhea playing the role of the ref here, and it worked, being yeah. that it's uh, Rey's kid. Yeah, I get. I wonder how that spot came into play because we recently did two uh, podcasts a few months back. Best match ever is looking back at Rey Mysterio, and he would do this spot a lot. So Wes here doing it is pretty funny. I can see it, Wes being like, hey, Dom, how about we do that spot your dad did with the ref? And Dom's like, sorry, what spot? What spot, sorry? What spot? Yeah, cool. Let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll fall down. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, he gets him back in the ring. Uh, No, sorry, Wes hits this and is like, ha-ha. But the ref is like distracted now or is looking away for reasons. And Rhea... Rip tides Wes through the announce table. Oh my god! Yeah, this she got Wes great. up and like it drove him through it. It wasn't like dropping him; it drove him through it. Look awesome. She rolls the, him in the this ring. This might have been the loudest the crowd got all night, or yeah. one of the loudest. This pop was huge for Rhea here. And to follow is she rolls him in, and the ref finally sees Dom going for the pin. Counts it one, two, and it is a kick out. The crowd erupt. Dom is just shook. So he distracts the ref and the title's there. So the ref goes to dump that again. She gives Dom her championship and he nails, he then nails Wes with it and then pins him and then kicks out again. So the crowd and I definitely were biting this on this. this was the spot how Dom won it with the double title yeah. switch the thing. spot, right. So while all this is going on, Ali finally comes in there and he beats up on Dom. He puts Dom in like a tree of woe, like invertently, and then hits the 450 on Wes. And as he goes for the pin, Rhea pulls Ali out of the ring, allowing Dom to hit the frog splash on... on it was a nice-looking frog splash. It was. One of his better ones. Yeah. Dom nails Wes, pinning him to retain the North American Championship. And you can hear the boos. Everyone is just so mad. He did it again. I loved so many things about this match. Yeah. I, we got, I was satisfied. I still do want the singles match, but we got some really nice Wesley, Mustafa Ali kind of sequences in this, which was great. The crowd, like, hate Dom so much. This character is so good that whenever he got the shit kicked out of him, was so entertaining. Um, and I love how, like, He's not very good, <laughs> but it works. And yeah, even yeah. like in the case of this story, it's like these two guys who are like, this guy isn't on our league. We're yeah. so much better than him. But I like, I used to play tennis and I'd always get so frustrated when I play someone who I know is not as good as me, but they're just, you know, miss hitting the ball. And it causes a drop shot and things like that. And just right. lucking their way. And then you get mad at yourself because you're losing against this guy and you know, you're better than them. Right. That's what Dominic Mysterio is. Yeah. He's and, a Nepo baby. Yeah, and but it, it works. Like if he was incredible, it it wouldn't be this character. Whereas I think the fact he's a little bit shit, but he knows enough to be able to still do a match yeah. and everything. Like he's not fish out of water out there, right, but right. just not on these guys' league. Rhea's so over as well. I thought just all the kickouts with Wes repeating the spot where he lost the title and still kicking out, and then eventually just too much put him down um i think you can move wes away from this division now and maybe put him into like mellow contention um, oh okay nice because like he got 
well and truly fucked out this time. Yeah, he didn't did. He? Yeah, he did. So I think he still saves a bit, even though he was the one to take the pin here. But I just thought it was so much fun. And I mean, there still is a gripe, I guess, with Ali and Wes, because it's like you two, we're the ones, they're the ones kind of beefing, yeah. sort of. So I would like to still see that singles match because they were, I love this match. I really got it. This is my second favorite of the night. And I think having Judgment Day on across just all three brands at the moment yeah. is, is working. They're so hot, I think. NXT is is definitely on the way up at the moment, and if they continue to have Dom featured in this, I wonder if they uh, book a SummerSlam match at all. Like, it feels a bit rushed to do so. I mean, but... maybe Dom just being... I'm sure Dom will be on the show somehow, mm. but I don't I don't think the NXT title at this, at this point now. But, but yeah. do you see this being defended much on main roster as well? I would think so. Maybe. Maybe like a Raw or SmackDown, yeah. but it's possible, yeah. I guess we'll find out. But I, it is interesting. In a way, it is having him in NXT. Mm. Like, the character can still be on the main roster, but having him work matches with, like, work-rate guys. Longer matches with these guys, like, yeah. Like, maybe he will get better. So yeah. it is kind of... He is kind of in NXT school right now, but kind of not. So it's like, it's like when I was in college, right? I was in college and then, like... Through my right at the beginning of my second year, I got a job when everyone got an internship, and they're like, "Oh fuck, we're still going to school." But I'm like, ha, I'm "Going to the job, I'm kind of getting paid a little bit, and, but I'm still still going to school." It's yeah. like kind of like if you have them on NXT, maybe the wrestling can get a lot better mm. secretly, and then whatever. I'm still I'm sure he'll still be just as dirty <laughs> in the ring, I guess. Well, that was a fun match. We go backstage. We see Trick Williams is with Mackenzie being interviewed. And uh, she says that, you know, there's there's some issues with you and Dragunov and Mello with the whole thing last week. And he says uh, he calls Cap on Dragunov saying uh, he doesn't know our friendship. Me and Mello go back and he names uh, some references. Uh, he was talking really fast, but I know he mentioned something about LeBron James. So. I think it was uh, local sports teams. Local sports I teams. So. I think it yes. Was local sports teams. Go stuff. sports. Uh, I know who LeBron James is, though, yeah. so I, I caught that name, so I'll tell you that. Uh, he, then he says that uh, like it doesn't matter because like our friendship is there, and I'm going to be in his corner. I'd, I'd say this was kind of like a red herring of like him inadvertently getting hot-headed to cause – because they kind of were Trent. going with that story, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what they set up last yeah, week. Yeah. yeah, that's why I assume this was for. Uh, Vic Joseph shouts out the band 100 Gex. Not like the video game N64, that little lizard, yes. which was sick, but I wish. But 100 G-E-C-S for the song Hollywood Baby. Oh, thanks. Nice. Thanks, 100 Gex. Yeah. I, they should bring Hollywood back... Hollywood Baby? Gex uh, should come back for like a remaster. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. I love that game. Yeah. Sorry, was it called Hollywood Baby? The song? Yeah. Yeah. In Texas. Cool. Is that <laughs> Hollywood Baby? Well, Hollywood's California. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, text is close. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. We go to our next match. It is time for some Chase U. Is that in Texas? The University Chase of you Chase is wherever U. you want it to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Thea Hale, the challenger facing Tiffany Stratton, the NXT Women's Championship, who is the champion who is putting the line, the title on the line right now in a submission match. So these two had a title match weeks ago. Thea basically tapped out Tiffany when the ref was not looking, was down, and 
somehow still lost the match. So she had a bit of a gripe and then wanted a rematch. Andre Chase, Duke Hudson, Chase U, the whole gang were like, yeah, you made her tap out. So Tiffany agreed uh, and then got put in the Kimura again, which Thea may or may not have learned from Dempsey and Gulak, and which set up this rematch, which is a submission match for the title here. We have Thea coming out with her Chase U. We got Duke with the MVP trophy and Andre Chase uh, who's back? It's good that he's but he's been missing for a little while. I know he's been back. Chase, you too. needed him. Yeah, we needed him here. And then the champion, Tiffany Stratton. I mean, she goes by the the buff Barbie. She definitely meant that here tonight with the Barbie inspired entrance, which we we definitely called. Yeah, this, week, this was a stereotypical Barbie, and Thea was more what like sports cheerleader, Barbie, cheerleader, Archie Barbie, Barbie yeah. something like that. Yeah, we had a two Kens on the outside. Yeah, uh, Andre Chase and Duke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany looking good with this whole pink. The, the Tron was in the font. I pretty much we were like discussing. It's going to look like that. And, and they literally did that. The pink cowboy hat and everything here yeah. in Texas. Uh, looking good. Uh, so this match starts off and both are kind of countering each other's moves. It's Stratton who starts putting the submission moves on early with this like Mexican surfboard. And it's Thea who's like countering moves into her own submissions. She has like an arm bar, tries to go for the Kimura. Eventually it's Tiffany who's working the lower back of Thea and like starts putting the boots to it, puts it her in the post and like bending her. There's like an inverted like Mexican surfboard. I guess is that just the, I forget which one is which, but she has like her knees up and she's just bending her like the bow and arrow yep. type move oh, there. The, yeah, the bow and arrow. Yeah, it looks awesome. Uh, and like, again, just grinding on the back. She does the handsprings into the like elbow into the back, into the corner again. Uh, Thea starts to come back here and hits a series of strikes and hits this like what? An exploder that... Puts Tiff like almost on her head here. This is where it started to get a bit scary because there were a few of these bit kind dodgy of, uh, exploders and Northern Lights where I they landed okay, but it was very close yeah. a few times to being quite quite uh, dangerous. I yeah, thought. Thea counters a few of Tiff's moves into these like fast arm drags and then goes for this like jumping springboard move but gets caught into these leg scissors from tiffany thea eventually gets out of that puts her in a like side headlock and runs up the ropes and hits the stratus faction from thea looked great but tiffany uh, you, sorry it's not a, a, a pin she can't pin her in this nope. match so she keeps trying to go for other submission holds thea goes off the top for this cross body but gets blocked and countered into an exploder into the corner from tiffany and then they're both going up top and Somehow, Thea hits the what, like the flux capacitor or something off the top row, like another one of these ex- exploders. Yeah. Another one of these exploders off the top, uh, which was just nuts. This was, uh, this was Thea hitting it to Tiff. I think right? so. And you could see just Tiff was like trying to get a balance. Like they never got their balance before hitting this. Right. And it it kind of reminded me of that Logan Paul ricochet spot recently, where it was like, fuck it, we're going to do it anyway. And this was maybe the scariest bit. She landed very close to her head here. Um, and yeah, it just didn't look like she was set yeah. to really take this move. Uh, there was a few times when... Sorry, so then eventually uh, it's Tiff who comes back and hits the prettiest moonsault ever to, to the back of Thea. And then puts her in a Boston Crab. Kinda. And then eventually gets it in. And Thea's trying to reach for the ropes and... Andre Chase and Duke are screaming at her and she pulls her back and eventually finally puts her into, she struggled a bit, but put her into the 
like more of the lion tamer, like the, the knee, knee to the back. Yeah. looking real vicious here. And Thea again, who is just screaming, ow, and, and all these things. When Andre Chase throws in the towel, costing Thea Hale the match here by, I guess what? What do you, by towel throw, yeah, Tiffany um, Stratton, uh, technical submission, I guess. Yeah. Winning this match, retaining the women's championship. Uh, yeah, I, I found this one interesting. I thought it did have quite a few issues with it. Um, there were quite a few sort of hairy moments and a few botches. There was like that Tope Suicida early that was kind of a bit whiffed. And as we mentioned, a lot of those exploders, even with the, uh, the Boston Crab at the end, like they were doing it where she locks it in. You're doing the tease for the ropes and like, I don't know if it was sweat or what, but Tiff kept on just losing grip. And in that moment, really Thea should have scurried to the ropes and got it, but they kind of just laid there and let her reset. And it seemed like she was trying to get that knee, but like just didn't quite have her in position. That being said, all those issues aside, I really enjoyed the story of this match. And I think these two characters have, uh, Thea especially is is pretty green, I think. But I, I've i seen improvements from both. And I think these two are only going to improve. They're both so young. And I actually enjoyed the storytelling of the match. Uh, especially with Chase throwing the towel in at the end. Well, we're watching this together. And as I as she's in the Boston Crab towards the end, I turned to you and I was like, it's got to be Duke throwing in the towel, right? Don't say it, say it not be so. And then as I like finish saying that, it's Chase that does it. So that makes it a bit more interesting. Well, I, I think what's interesting as well is commentary throughout the match was saying about, okay, like, Chase, you're out here, but it's Dempsey and Gulak who trained her. got her and trained her and taught her this Kimura. And this whole time it's been, Chase has been away. And, you know, Duke's been teaching her not to give up and they've right. been teaching her to be tough. And this guy who's been away for the last few weeks is like, ah, no, she can't do this. So he throws it in. Yeah, I mean, this whole storyline has been, is Duke, like... So now Duke's going to be the one. I believed in you. I yeah. wasn't. I didn't throw in the towel. Wow. Um, the other moment I liked was the fake tap. Yes, the hand graze, as yeah. she said in her promo the other week. She said, I never tapped. My hand may have grazed the mat, but so she, she did that like a fake tap almost. Yeah, yeah. which I think Walter did that recently. Where he's done like, it before, no? Yeah, where he's done like the two taps, yeah. but it's like him trying to get it. And yeah, he's like, yeah. no, 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 that wasn't a tap. <laughs> I kind of like that. Well, um, you know, she's she's been hanging out with Imperium, so she, she's yeah, been trained by Imperium, true. so that is she true. knows. Uh, but yeah, tricks. I overall I enjoyed this, but there were definitely issues with it. Yeah, I completely agree. There was there was some really good stuff, and there was some not so good, but I do love Tiffany. I love Thea, too. They said this was the youngest like NXT Women's Championship match. I think, she, I think they, it might be the youngest match. Like, Thea is 18 and Tiff yeah, is, like, 24 or something like that. Yeah. So, like, pretty young here. But I thought they, they're they both pretty good. And Tiffany, we we said she would we, – we predicted that she would retain because it just makes sense. But eventually, when they decide to put the rocket to her on the main roster, I do think uh, she'll be she'll be ready, especially with a, a longer title run here, you know, going through some of the, the missteps or whatever. Like, I think she'll definitely be still well, – Lyra is probably the ne- the big one, right? I guess She'll she beat her a- already, but yeah. But I think you could now Rematch she's it. had that Rhea Rhea rub. You know, right, she's yeah. she's leveled up. Yeah, because I I see Stratton like as the next Charlotte. I see her beating Charlotte to kind of become the the new like blonde buff Barbie of yeah. WWE. 
We go to a backstage segment. It shows Valentina Feroy's uh, Louis, L- sorry, Ulysses Leon, Ulysses Leon, Dragon Lee, and Fraser, and they're really happy about their win earlier. And they see Rhea Ripley and Dirty Dom, and uh, they call Dragon Lee the wannabe Rey Mysterio. Uh, because Dragon Lee and Ray had a bit of a moment, was it on Smack? I hope Ray Mysterio's uh, okay. By the way, yeah. from that dirty spot uh, on Friday, that looked really bad. Um, they say Dragon Lee's a wannabe, and Dragon Lee's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa you're calling me Ray Mysterio? That's not really an insult because he's like the best ever." So okay, Pedro, and uh, I have my own story. Unlike you, who just you know you're just following in his footsteps and you know dirtying the Mysterio name. He says, oh, I made the Mysterio name relevant since I won this title. No one knew about them before me. And Rey Mysterio is just a deadbeat and kind of walks off. So uh, maybe Dragon Lee will be the one to take the North American title from Dirty Dom. Yeah, and this is where I maybe see uh, it potentially being on on like SmackDown or something. The fact that they had that thing with Rey endorsing him or whatever. Dirty Dom Dragon Lee for the North American NXT Championship. Or this, on. <laughs> or this could be, does this stretch out to No Mercy? True. Yeah. 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 Uh, are we going to do a retro No Mercy that week in September? Wh- which one? Like, what classic? I mean, it's the best game, but I can't think any No Mercy spring to mind. 05. What was, <laughs> what was it? Tell me the main event. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Don't, don't rush me here. Eddie Guerrero Batista. Eddie Guerrero's last pay-per-view match. Uh, you're right. You are right. right. Yeah. Batista beats him with a spine buster. One, two, three. Wikipedia doesn't say, but yeah. Yeah. Got Randy Orton and Bob Orton versus The Undertaker. Oh, is that the the, the, the bleeding one? No, that's the other that's one. That's the cell. Oh, right? that's when they lay it on fire. That was right. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Simon Dean on the card? Simon Dean, probably. <laughs> no mercy. Smackdown uh, pay-per-view. He's, he's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he yeah. faces Bobby Lashley. Yeah, in a hamburger eating contest or <laughs> something, right? Yeah, yeah. Singles match There's here. something to do with hamburgers or something, something somewhere. That was the lead we, up. We're not to doing this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you want 04 with the last ride match with The Undertaker and JBL. Look at that. I could be BDE champion here. Frank, what are we doing? Give me a rematch. Um, Am I right? Last uh, ride match? I, I'm having to look through these. Uh, okay. Undertaker, JBL, I think was 04. I could be wrong, but yeah. What's your favorite No Mercy moments at Poison Ron? Best match ever, No Mercy. Will we even be able to look back without having the network in Canada? But who knows? But yeah, No Mercy, September 30th. You had the Undertaker-Brock biker chain match and in Hell in the Cell match. Yeah. Uh, or is that 02? 02 is the, the Cell match. 03 is the chain match. That's right, yeah. yeah. The Cell match is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, let us know what... Uh, we'll probably do a poll. But yeah, NXT No Mercy is September 30th. Rocker Angle. Rock Kurt Angle. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. That's 01. Stone Cold. Yeah. Nice. No Mercy's had some good stuff. Yeah. And the game, obviously. We'll just play the game. We'll just, just review the, the game. game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, that'll be the next PLE. Is that a Saturday? Oh, Long- Los Conquistadors versus the Hardy Boys in 2000. Yo, I love that feud. Yeah, that yeah, that feud is lit. Thank you, Leone. In the uh, so this is, uh, they're going to California for this one. And that means it's like, what, like early, it's earlier in the day or something. It's a weird one, right? Oh, no, normally they do it. It's early in the day there. It'll still be 8 Eastern. Oh, so yeah. what? what's the difference there? Like, So it'll be starting there probably at 5 Okay. 5 p.m. California time, I imagine, and 8 p.m. Eastern. Okay. 
because they normally keep it eight. Regardless. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. Nice. All right. Yeah. It says uh, Saturday at four thirty p.m., which I guess is their time. Four thirty. Is that? Yeah. That's a weird time. But I guess that's for like California. Pre, maybe. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's we'll cool. be we'll be covering it eventually, somehow, yeah. some way, uh, in a, in a month or so, uh, two months, I guess. Well, we see a, a clip from last week on NXT, and it's the schism, and they're really upset because they have a wolf in sheep clothing. They think one of their uh, followers is is a turncoat, and it's them. No, it can't be them. They're gone. The Rock's daughter. Uh, fantastic. <sighs> And they say that this Tuesday, they're going to have the Schism Interrogation live on NXT. They're going to line up all these followers, and one by one, they're going to demask them. Unmask them, sorry. Demask them. Unmask them until they find out who these turncoats are. Wouldn't you just not go to work that day? you like, I'm just not oh, going to show up. Yeah. <laughs> right. So or like, gonna... how are they going to find out? They'll unmask them. And if it is the creeds, just be like, hey, lads, like, ask your friends. Do you want to show up? It's them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It so. should be, who haven't we seen for a while? It should be Ikem and Jiro and... <laughs> <laughs> Jacket time. Yeah. <laughs> just be Jacket. It's Breezango. Look, we're about to talk about one of the, the best NXT matches in, like, recent memory. Definite, like, contender of WWE match of the year, for sure. But, like, remember... Me and Dave, you and I, David, we've been here through the thick and thin. We've been here through 2.0. Mm. We've been here through jacket time. We've been here through Jiro hanging out in the bathroom for whatever reason. <laughs> so that we could, we walked so all of you could run to watch the good shit and hear us talk about the, we were there. You, you weren't there. But I feel like people are finally coming back to NXT. Yes. And it's all thanks to Dirty Dom. But maybe it has something to do with this match, our main event. Of the evening for the NXT Championship. The champion Carmelo Hayes putting it on the line against Ilya Dragunov in a match everyone has been anticipating. Ilya, the challenger, comes out first, making his epic entrance with some red eyes. Yeah, he's, he's had these before for big matches. but It's like a shark, shark's eyes. I want to know, like, they, they kind of they said cheat. later that, oh, when he, like, he, he comes out. Seeing red yeah. and everything. I, I, they should explain that it actually is a filter. So, is like, it? this is no, but wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Where he's like, when I put this on and everything's red, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm just going to kill he, you. He's already a, a terrifying looking yeah. guy, an intense dude, but having like the red contacts is definitely a cool, like, zoomed right in on there. Look kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Again, like a shark. Uh, then we have Carmelo Hayes' entrance. It starts with the voice of Dusty. Sorry, not not Dusty Rhodes. It's Get a Dream. Hold on. Yeah, sorry, Dusty Rhodes. Get a Dream. I was like, is it Martin Luther King? The Dream. Different Dream here, but American Dream. Dusty Rhodes. And shoot for the sky. And then it has this, like, the banner that we see from Carmelo Hayes on his pay per view entrances here. It uh, looks pretty cool as it drops down and it says him. Mm. As the pyro goes off and out comes Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams here. Crowd is super hot for Melo. Didn't do the uh, jersey. Which I thought was a little bit of a sign to come. If you didn't do the jersey, that means you ain't getting the job Maybe done. Maybe whether it was more of a baby face thing, like a respect thing, I don't Maybe know. Maybe he'll do it on, on the next time he'll have the jersey up yeah. there, for sure. But yeah, uh, jersey's on the rafters. Uh, so the crowd really hot for Carmelo Hayes here. It's almost like he's the hometown boy. Uh, 
This starts off with Dragonov just absolutely grounding Mello. He keeps coming at him. Mello starts to grind him. He does the like forearm, like oh, rubbing it's just it. Dirty, isn't it? What was the 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 Kenny Omega one where it's like he shaved his arm and then waited for the sharp still? It's like the right. Texas, the to- Tokyo chainsaw. Yeah. This is the Texas chainsaw massacre. Maybe that's why he was doing it here. A little nod. Uh, because imagine if it was freshly shaved, that would hurt. Uh, Mello now putting the boots to Ilya here and hits and connects with his flying clothesline. Always looks good. And then sends him out to the, with a pump kick to the outside and kind of starts taunting him. Like, I'm the champ. Like, I'm bringing it to you. And, and Ilya's like, all right. Uh, he goes for another springboard but gets caught with a German by Ilya. And then Ilya just lights him up with chops. Like, Mello's chest was just getting so red in this match here. He then gets slapped in the face and mellow goes down like a bag of potatoes but he like slapped him in the ear yeah and he starts to like oh like my Rocked ear him. and tricks like yo you good and he's like I, I don't think i am and i mean i don't know if you've been catching up on the g1 but tai chi beat osprey because of the ear injury exactly. so it's, I mean, a, it's a good spot i like when they do things like this i like uh you know the when they do the liver shot that yeah. kind of just rocks you. And it's something like this. It's, it can change the momentum quite quickly. Dragonov on the attack. It's another deadly German suplex. And then like the, the what does he call that running rope lariat thing? That uh, Constantine hit. special. Yeah, that looked awesome. Just wrecks him here. Melo tries to come back with a series of kicks and then hits his running satellite DD. No, like the satellite face, plant, face yeah. buster. But this one, like Dragonov is just the, one of the best sellers. And he made this move look so deadly, but kicks out. Of it, he then has Mello in one corner and then climbs the other, and he's going for his like coast to coast. But in midair, Mello catches him with this code breaker that just sends him bouncing. Another great sell from Dragonov. Yeah, Ilya goes flying and basically lands on his head. (laughs) He just like bounces and yeah. Oh man! And then not to be outdone by Mello actually connecting with that springboard DDT sending Dragonov into the shadow realm hill here, but still kicking out of this move. Uh, oh, I love this move. He kind of, yeah, he's springboarding backwards into the DDT, but yeah. recently when he's hit this, he's kind of just landed on their head, almost sat on their head as he drives them down. It looks, it looks great. Yeah. Somehow he kicks out of that and comes back. He levels Mello again. And again, Mello's chest is like, Red, blue, purple. It's just so messed up here. Eventually, there's a senton off the top. And then uh, Mello kicks out of that. Mello then goes for his springboard clothesline again. But in midair, gets caught. Or is this the this code is break? nothing but net. Oh, right. That's the, right. Yeah. The nothing but net. The leg drop, like guillotine leg drop. Yeah, off the top. And gets countered into a power bomb, sending him to the depths of hell. And great call from Vic Joseph. He went for the nothing but net, but all he found was nothing. Because <laughs> he got destroyed here. This, he landed like right on the top of his shoulders. Like this, look, one of the deadliest power bombs I've seen for a while. And then not to be outdone by the then elbow strike, the falling bomb from Dragunov. I, I think the only critique I have of this move is this is a f- super finisher. It's... I, we said this before, but this is like the Hidden Blade. Yeah. The Hidden Blade is deadlier than the Stormbreaker, in my mind. Exactly, yeah. Like, this should be the finish. I don't understand how this is not a, like, instant KO of it's a move. Like, it looks is, so good. You hit this, and the ref runs in, and you call it. Like He hits this on oh. Mellow, and it looks great. It sounds great. It just The crowd gasp, and they gasp again when Mellow somehow kicks out of this at a 2.9. 
Ilya finally looking frustrated and he's just insane. They they start going to the turnbuckle and Ilya puts him up and he's going for a superplex. But in midair, Melo counters this into a cutter, one of his other patented moves, but this time off the top. This is great, but Ilya once again kicks out. This is when uh, Trick on the outside is like kind of in Mello's corner, like holding the title, like, look, this is what you are. You're the champ. I really like this because he goes to get the title from like the timekeeper. Yeah. And you, you're thinking, oh, he's going to try and interfere or something. But he's, he's showing it to Mello. It's like, you call yourself a champion or are you just a fraud? Like he's being quite yeah. like brutal with get him in there. to wake him up and come be on. like, come on. Dig deep. Uh, but nice, like subtle tease as well that, oh, is he going to do something? Gonna cost is he going to cost him Mello, the title? Potentially. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, eventually Ilya like runs off the steps for this like headbutt to the outside, but Melo moves out the way and he hits the running Moscow headbutt thing to Trick, who just happened to be holding the NXT title. The ref didn't really necessarily see that as Melo then rolls Ilya in the ring. He's looking a little like, well, I got to do what I got to do. And then climbs to the top and hits the nothing but net, but this time gets everything. And one, two, three, Mello does not miss yet again and retains the NXT Championship in one hell of a match in 24, second, 24 minutes, seven seconds. Wow, no, neither of these guys miss. Um, yeah. This was awesome. I, I loved how Dragunov kind of pulled Mello into a Dragunov-style match. So Mello was laying in thick with those elbows and chops and Kicks. some of his chops sounded better than Dragunov's. I, yeah. thought I mean, one. I mean, Dragunov's chest was not nearly as no, red. No, no, <laughs> but I like how it was kind of, you know, 80% Dragunov in this match, 20% Mellow, because it was just him killing him. But, uh, Mellow kind of always finds a way to win. And like, it's also continued this, they've started these teases with, with trick. And I think the fact that, um, Mello didn't check on Trick at all when he's down. He went right to Dragunov, like, did the job what he needed to do, which is what he should do. But I could see that playing in, like, dude, you didn't even, like, see if I was okay? That I, kind of thing. I feel like it was it was the whole, the, like, kind of a red herring of it will something I do, happen, but I right? think there were, like, just seeds being planted in it now. Well, um, I see Dragunov being a bit pissed mm. as well. I mean, you could rematch this, which would be uh, pretty crazy. But at the same time, is it, like... Mello seems like the baby face, but I mean, he won the title cheating and then like turned baby face. You could, you, you could redo this again and you could have trick banned from ringside or something like that to mm. have like a definitive cage winner. Um, Fight pit. But I, I thought this was an awesome match and truly lived up to being a main event. Here. Yes, absolutely. Um, this was, this was one of the best NXT matches since. Since I can remember, definitely better than any TV match. And they've had some really great TV matches in the last few months. I don't know how you can not get into uh, Dragunov. Like, every match he has, just his intensity, yeah. just how real. And it probably really hurts being in the ring with this guy. I, yeah, like, I guess you got to really, like, put your socks on for this. You got to put your working boots on for this guy, man. But uh, I thought this really delivered. I'd be interesting, as I mentioned earlier, like, potential challenges for mellow you could absolutely rematch this if if dragonoff feels he has a, a gripe um i think wesley could certainly move into this and where's mellow i'm trying to remember if we saw that for the north american or not like but I'm sure, if so yeah, yeah. i can't really remember i think a more substantial ple match between those two would be good 
Um, Bron's still in the picture, and that's why I, I kind of saw Ilya winning this and going to Ilya Bron Me again too. this yeah. time for the title. Because um, Bron at this stage, I, I kind of feel you need to move him up or put the title back on him and have a heel run as champion. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely the the right way. Ilya is someone just so special. Like you, you just get sucked into whatever he presents and he puts it all out there. I mean, the crowd were not really supportive of him when he came out. Like there was, there's some cheers and people who know who he is and stuff, but I'm going to assume there was a lot of people there who maybe just went, Oh, it's WWE's in town. I'm going to go here. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really know who he was. And then, like, by halfway through the match... been on TV a little yeah. bit recently. So they were really supportive of him. But by, like, halfway through this match, they were like, oh, no, this guy's nuts. This guy's awesome. And the crowd really woke up. And I love when that happens in wrestling. Mm. And this guy can control a crowd and just control so much emotion and storytelling within a match. He makes things look so believable. And I thought Melo matched that. I think this was Melo's best match. Yeah, uh, and certainly best match as champion. Um, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, no, I I agree. I I and Melo's really delivered. He's had so many good matches. Yeah, uh, during his time as like they said three time champion, and I forgot because he unified those. Uh, yeah, the North the American cruiserweight, cruiserweight. Title, right. So yeah, yeah. Um, I I you know I've been enjoying NXT recently. I think it's it definitely taken steps forward. I think the main roster integration has really worked for it and given it a bit of an injection of life as well. Um, and the wrestling's really been delivering. People are stepping up, um, and there are plenty of characters, I think, ready to move up, and more characters in the wings ready to kind of step up as well. Like, I, I'm, I, this is back to what I enjoy, you know, good quality wrestling, but also that developmental eye on it and seeing, like, who is going to be the future? Who is going to be your yeah. next Charlottes and Baileys and whatever? Um, and I, I thought this was, once again, a really... Top to bottom, pretty entertaining show. Yeah, I, I think it's clear as day that the main event was the match of the night, 100%. and I don't think anyone would argue that, but I still really enjoyed everything else. Uh, it, it kept my attention. It was really entertaining, and it paid off to like a lot of stories that were kind of happening. Had a nice pace to it as well. It was about, what, two hours 20, two and a half? Yeah, about like exactly. Just a little longer than a regular NXT episode, but without your commercials and stuff, yeah. so... Uh, yeah, I, I was really high on this show. But is like these guys, these people wrestle in front of the same crowd of like I don't know, only a few people every week in that PC crowd for NXT. So finally going out on the road, like that's what gets you, you know, making towns is what makes people right. Like exactly, and it's interesting to see uh, what other towns do think of people, right? Because it, it's such a, it is the same crowd every week, and they have their favorites and things. And hearing like obviously Austin are going to be big for. Uh, Roxanne, but hearing them really into Mellow, um, hearing them really not being into Stevenson, really into Baron Corbin, really into Corbin. Uh, uh, maybe we see Mellow. Like I thought, I, I was on the same page. I actually thought Ilya would win it, so because of the whole Mellow kind of tease, the tease with Bobby Lashley. Yeah. The the hurt, the hurt profits. Mm. <laughs> what is but, it called? The street business. <laughs> the hurt street business. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe you're doing this integration thing. You can, you've got Dom as North American champion in Judgment Day on Raw. Why can't you have Mello as NXT champion in this unit on SmackDown? Fair, okay. For six months or right, whatever right, until right. he moves up. Like, I, I like that. I like sure. the bleeding over and having, you know, have it more of a kind of New Japan style stable where. You're all under this umbrella, but you're not necessarily a unit all the time. Sure. You kind of go off and do your own thing. I kind of like that idea. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. 
they've, they've already kind of done, they've seen that it worked with the bloodline and, yep. and now judgment day and like the hurt locker, the hurt locker. That's what I kept calling them. <laughs> uh, the hurt business, like before it was working and they kind of messed that up. But mm. I think they, they are realizing that that's helps with stories when stables and factions or whatever. Yep. It definitely makes sense. But, uh, I, I, I also like, I, I love this show and I, I was expecting Melo to win because I was expecting maybe a call up soon. I could say the same for Braun, but it sounds as if he's sticking around. There was like a promo kind of he's video. He's Von Wagner match to have. That's right. I mean, that yeah. could be his goodbye. It could be a send off, getting mm. powerbomb through a table. I don't know, but there's a few names that I'm like, okay, like the creeds are, we assume are coming back from the loser leaves town match yeah, seems that way uh those people those guys are definitely like i can't wait to see them on the main roster but you're thinking gallus as well mm. maybe possibly there's a few other but i'd also rather them all doing stuff on nxt for now like if they don't have something for them like right. they need to all these people once you move them up they need to have something established because yeah. otherwise you become hit row. you know like <laughs> who remember how high we were on them in NXT. In NXT. Yeah. So I'd rather them, or even a, I think he's injured, but even a Johnny Gargano, like what's he been doing? Apparently he just wrestled the other day. Really? So okay. We so, could have gotten that match. Hmm. SummerSlam. Yeah. <sighs> now there's other injuries. And, uh... Uh, shall we go to some feedback? Yes. Uh, that's some things that we thought about this show, but we have a Poison Rana Facebook page that leads you to the Poison Rana Facebook group. Join the group. We post feedback threads and fun things like this, and we'll read them here and uh, go for it. Sure. Uh, we go to Dylan, who says, The plague of Gallus' champs is over. Should have ended months ago. The crowd hating on Gable was hilarious. The non-finish was a bit upsetting, but the post-match brawl was actually quite fun. Still think his first match should have been a squash. Two different matches had bits that made no sense given the rules. Rope breaks in a submission match and the ref distraction spot in a triple threat. Both pointless. I disagree because a submission match, you have to submit them in the ring. Right. If a part of your body's touching the rope yeah, or under the ring, bro- you're out of it. Yeah, so that's always been a thing. You don't need to break the hold, but you can't win the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's always been a yeah. thing of submissions and stuff. And ref distraction spot in a triple threat. Yeah. I think, sure. I think Dylan's just mad Dom retained. Yeah. Uh, both pointless. <laughs> I did like Chase throwing in the towel, but Tiffany botching the hole took me out of it a bit. Hayes and Dragunov had a brutal match. Surprised that Hayes won. Hopefully, Ilya is headed up. Yeah, and there's another name, right? I'm saying, hey, I thought Melo was going up. Well, I, Ilya, you just have him versus Walter, and everyone will know what, what the hell's going on mm. at that. So, I would. I mean, yeah, he lost. I mean, what else is there to do? Maybe that is something. After... Uh, Drew loses to Gunther at SummerSlam. You just have Ilya come out and be like, yo, I'm here now. So I'd love that. Yeah, do it. We go to Fire Frank, who writes in, have to give a shout out to my boys, Tony D and Stax, for showing what Vin Diesel taught us many times. Nothing beats family. What a great payoff for a ridiculous yet somehow amazing storyline. Solid show all around with Roxy and Blair beating on each other with various plunder as her little sister looked on in fear. Dirty Dom defied the odds again. What a goat. Corbin was over and burning ships in Texas. Heartbreaking loss by Thea. How could you, Mr. Chase? How could you? Main event was an epic war. Carmelo easily had the end match of his reign and probably NXT run period here. These two left it all in the ring. Many scary bumps. Wow. Hot show, hot crowd. Dusty would be proud. Hey, that rhymed. 
Very nice, Frank. We got a Sean who said, These NXT live PLEs just keep getting better and better. Great show tonight. The pre-show eight-man match was a whole lot of fun and gave everyone a chance to step up, especially Valentina and Ulyssa, who looked better than they ever have. The tag title match seriously over-delivered and gave us the title change we have all been waiting for. Roxanne and Blair beat the crap out of each other and built to a great ending that showed that Roxanne Perez can both take and dish out a beating and is no longer just happy to be there. The North American title triple threat was also tremendous. It's a smart move to set up Dragon Lee as the man to end Dom's reign of terror while allowing Wes and Ali to move on to other things. Gable and Corbin did what was supposed to, but I didn't love the double count-up finish. I also don't like the finish to Tiffany and Thea. It's hard to sell Boston Crab as excruciating when the person doing the move can't hold on to it. This was not as good as Tiffany versus Lyra, which tells me that Tiffany needs more experienced talent to really deliver. Main event was an instant classic. Dragunov is not a human being, and the main uh, and the man needs a title of some description. Something tells me that Mello isn't going to like Trick factoring into the decision this time. All in all, a great show with a great crowd. Now on to No Mercy. Yes, definitely. And then finally, we go to Megan, who writes in. The midsummer pay-per-view came through. Mellow and Dragonov, as I expected it would, was a certified hood classic. The finish was interesting. Trick taking the bullet uh, with the title in hand. Left the door open for a rematch. One has to wonder if Trick's desperation will be addressed later on. The NA title triple threat went the way I thought. Dom Dom needs his mammy to win. Big fucking whoop. That said, it did the job, and Dragon Lee entering the picture is just what it needs to gain traction. Count your days, kid. The tag He's also upset that. Dom, Dom I did not win. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's more upset than Megan. He continues. The tag I think t- in Megan's <laughs> wrestling world, just every champion will be a baby face forever. <laughs> you know? He just doesn't like... There's no ba- story. Just the best person is the champion. It, it's fun to hate on Dom. Maybe he's just enjoying it. I agree. Uh, he says the tag match was solid. The submission match had a good ending with Chase looking after Hale's safety. <laughs> Blair Davenport fucked around in Texas and found out that Roxy don't take no shit. The women, Weapons Wild match was good. Show after show, NXT is shaking off that 2.0 stench, and Great American Bash was another step forward. Thank you, Megan. Hell and yeah. I agree with, uh, with you on those points. And uh, thank you, everyone, for writing in there, too, and uh, for you guys listening to us. Yeah, that was it was fun. It was a fun, was a fun uh, night. It, you know what? It was a, it was a good uh, PLE, and... Uh, that that main event was definitely one of the the better matches. That Do is check a, it out. If take, you yeah, had a chance watch that match. Takeover level main event, absolutely. I, I miss those days still, but like that one feels like that would fit in no problem as a standout match. And when it comes to WWE, the whole net of their universe, like what what's a better match? There, there's a few from WWE this year that will stand out, and this one definitely for NXT is is definitely a standout for me. This this definitely uh, blew my mind. So Mello and and Dragonov killed it, but fun show. Fun show. Yeah. Uh, Ma- uh, super chat from Magan. He says, I am invested. Don't get this twisted. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> Thank Mag. you for the super <laughs> He's chat. like, I like wrestling because I <laughs> – yeah, I agree. I, it's, that's what makes it fun, man. It's crazy. Wrestling, what other entertainment can I go to the show and boo this man that I hate so much? It's fun. It's That's what I love it. So, yeah. Uh, so that was NXT Great American Bash. Yeah. 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 Uh, do you want to talk about anything else going on in the world of wrestling? Um, I think 
I think we've gone a while, but I kind of just want to say uh, I did watch Collision last night. Okay. And I just want to say. And I, I'm glad AEW have remembered they've got a stadium show in a few weeks. Oh, yeah. Is there one Punk's in a few like, weeks? Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> like, we're, we're doing like maybe the biggest wrestling show of all time. Or WrestleMania. In four weeks. And we're heating up the best friends on AR Fox. Like, what the fuck is going Dynamite was bizarre this week, I thought. I really enjoyed Collision. I thought that ladder match was awesome. Yeah. I really enjoyed the punk, uh, punk, uh, Ricky Starks thing. And, uh, the main event, like it's, it's so, I'm one of the people in the camp that is loving this MJF Adam Cole thing. Me too. And I hope they run with this for a long time. And I kind of want it to be Cole who eventually breaks MJF's heart and not the other way around because, uh, I think we can have a lot of fun with this. And I think if we are going to punk MJF, um, MJF being more of the baby face in that match, I think works really well because punk's getting very mixed reactions still. Yeah. I believe that's the main event. Yeah. MJF and punk. It has to be with the, the way he's been talking about the title, the spray paint. I'm the real world champion kind of thing. Like mm. that just makes sense. Uh, I guess that's the, the, the big main event. And on top of that, I would imagine we start getting some announcements, but it's, Every week, it's just not happening. And like, it feels it's, really it's weird. Surely, I hope that's the wake-up call. And like from Dynamite onwards, because I'm sorry, this is not... like you, you watch this week's show, and it's like Gravity was on it twice. Like, like sorry, is that, who? Is that what sorry, we're getting? Who is that? Is it Kenny Omega versus Gravity <laughs> and AR Fox versus Hangman Page yeah, and man. the Best Friends versus FTR? Like, Because that's what I'm getting from watching this show. It's going to be the biggest fucking like, house show of all they time. They need to... Uh, yeah, pull their finger out their ass a bit, I think. And hopefully they will. But this should be their WrestleMania. Like, we've known what this SummerSlam card has, is going to be. Kind of, we've put some of it together since WrestleMania. Yeah. You know, you can see a direction things are going. They shouldn't treat this like any other pay-per-view. No, this has to be their be-all. The end biggest all, show the biggest of all one. time. So you gotta, Probably like, the biggest show they're ever going to do. you got to, like, really stack it and announce things. And, like, you, re- you have, what, 70 plus thousand tickets distributed like you know it's pushing pushing 80 it's pushing yeah. 80 and they're 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 videos and they're trying to say like hey if you haven't got tickets buy them because we're trying to get to eighty eight thousand or something like that isn't that what it is yeah so it's like yeah so announce some shit <laughs> you've got it this wednesday this wednesday and saturday just get half the card out there please let's go like so at least your main event uh, yeah, I thought di- this week's Dynamite was was easily one of my least favorites. One of favorites. the worst, I thought. Just yeah. completely directionless and pointless. Some good matches, but like this isn't the time to just have an exhibition show. Yeah, it, this should be gearing up with some big storylines. And as much as I love the MJF, like Adam Cole stuff, I, I really do. And happy it didn't just end that that kind of way normally it does. Like we're trying to build to a big show and they're dancing and stuff. So it's like, let's go to some, it was so melodramatic when Cole was just sit there. Like, I know you're going to do it to me. Just do it. Yeah. And, uh, I loved it. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So silly. But I, I, I do, I do enjoy that story, but I mean, it has to go to MJF versus CM Punk at the thing. I would hope that we were getting Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay at all in. But I mean, there's reports online that it's Jericho Osprey, and I love Jericho, I, one of my all-time favorites. But that is not it. TK. I wonder who pushed for that match. That better not be the match. That doesn't also doesn't make sense because Callus is kind of with both of them. Well, I guess it's jealousy within the Callus camp. Already, what, how are you going to do that in two weeks? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, we still got G1 from so Osprey's not going to be. That's the thing. The, the Omega match is the easiest to book. 
because the story's there. Like, the G1 still going to run for a couple of weeks. Right. And then you've got to build this match in two weeks. You can just do it with video packages like you did for the last one. Yeah. And now we've all seen on AEW the Forbidden Door match. So, so yeah. Um, but, yeah, hopefully in a in a week or so time. I, you, also, it's at AEW. We know we're going to enjoy the show. Yeah. I, regardless. I know it'll be good. I'm just like, yo, why? why? This should be a knock. I just this should be a home run. Uh, like, from a business move, it's been a complete... Is this just the, uh, a, like... like on, promoting this show just you won't know any match it's gonna be all surprises yeah. it's like what's like no tell us what what's gonna be on this thing it's pretty bizarre i i'm hoping that we also get like ftr the bucks just fucking do that i don't yeah. just do ftr don't have another team that's on that level i'd say at this point no. and, and that match Again, is always it's your biggest matches yeah your biggest characters against each other i'm imagining we're getting ishii versus either shingo or sorry, uh, Eddie Kingston versus Ishii or Shingo or one of those. You could do them back to back. You know, you could do one in Chicago, one in right. London, maybe because right. they're a week apart. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's a lot of travel for. But uh, I mean, the only fucking match people they keep promoting is Darby's really uh, wants that TNT title, and it's like, yeah, it all out. Yeah, cool. There's actually a show of the week before, mm-hmm. and it's a lot bigger. And uh, I, I don't know. Found it weird, like not having the elite on this show as well this week, like a week so after them winning. Whereas, yeah, BCC are fine. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, we're moving on. Yeah. when the elite are like probably hurt. I don't know. But. So Dynamite 200 is this week, mm. and they have some stuff announced. And I'd say like I'm definitely interested, and obviously we'll watch. But I'm hoping we get some announcements for yeah. the two pay per views that are coming in a month's time, if that. So. I do think I enjoyed Collision. Uh, this is the first time since Collision started that I've enjoyed Collision more than Dynamite. I'd say uh, Collision's uh, had I, some good matches. I Collision yeah, had, I, I it's starting it to like really you know establish itself as like yeah, there's a big match every week and they're right. doing a good job with these. There's so many tag title matches lined up. Yeah, I was uh, I was shocked that uh, Suzuki just came out and fought Darby, <laughs> which was pretty cool. I was like, yeah, knock him out, slap him up, pretty pretty cool. But yeah, uh, let us know what you think. What will be at All In? And hopefully we get some match announcements uh, in the next while. Uh, can you believe AEW Dynamite 200? Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Because like Nitro was on years, right? I, that's Nitro didn't make it to 300 episodes. No, But like they were on for years, so they just missed weeks or something? Like they must no, have missed. They, like actual Nitro wasn't that long. Like I think AEW is what, three years? Four? Okay. Like WCW was around, yeah, time, yeah, but yeah. Actual yeah. Nitro wasn't like really that long. I don't think. Wow, no, that's crazy, man. Crazy, it's so bizarre. Like this show feels like it's only been on. For, how did yeah, it get nineteen ninety five to two thousand one? So six years. Right? So how, that, that, it's crazy. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Quick math. It's like me finding out how old I was. For the first how old time. are you? Thirty two, by the way. Okay. <laughs> It's funny, I, so uh, there's, we'll, we'll wrap up soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a bartender who has the same birthday as me. Okay. Like, oh, we got the same birthday. And then I met another bartender yesterday, the same birthday to me. And then I told the other bartender, I was like, there's another bartender. We weren't the same birthday. Right. It's crazy. And they go, how old are they? And I went, wait, how old am I? <laughs> like, I had to work it out. <laughs> so you, see, you don't yeah. know either. Yeah. Anyway, let's get out of here. Uh, yeah, uh, we will be doing a show on Tuesday night chatting all about the fallout from the Great American Bash. So tune in on the post-wrestling feed here on Tuesday night after NXT goes off the air. Got uh, Eddie Thorpe and Dijak to look forward to. 
Okay. Yeah. Maybe schism interrogation. Lyra Valkyria versus JC Jane. It's going to be a stacked, stacked episode of Stacks will be there. Stacks as champion. Yeah. yeah it's going to be a celebration. Uh, so we'll be going live after that. Uh, however, Poison Rana, I, I, you know, we didn't go live this Sunday afternoon to cover all that stuff. We won't be going live next Sunday either because we will be driving back from Detroit from SummerSlam. Oh, yeah. So if you uh, are – I think we'll do a show talking about it, maybe in the car on the way home or something. Mm-hmm. It's about a four-hour drive. So at some point Sunday night or so, there will be uh, a bit of a Road Diary SummerSlam Poison Rana weekend review show coming out uh, next weekend with all our thoughts from from SummerSlam and anyone in the Toronto area going to Detroit, any Detroiters out there, we will be in the area. We'll probably be hitting a few bars around the venue before and after. So, and I'll be at GCW with uh, John and Way are going on the Friday night as well. With B Cino and Frank are also showing up to Detroit because uh, they're hardcore. They vacation in Detroit. So we'll be at GCW and SummerSlam next weekend. So hit us up if you're going to attend those shows and want to meet up or whatever. We're totally cool and uh, we'd love to do that. And uh, you want to hear even more of us, patreon.com slash Poison Rana. You want to buy us a beer and you can't make it? Well, buy yourself some podcasts. We just did a best match ever, Golden Lovers show, where we looked at the entire story of Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. It was a fantastic podcast. I got to pat ourselves on the back for that one. Not to be outdone by Jaws. Oh, yeah. Which was a great week. So happy Shark happy Week. Shark Week. Yeah. Uh, still, it's just finished. It's but yeah, just it's finished. Still, but Shark Week's forever. We reviewed Jaws in its entirety and talked about shark facts. And we go off the rails as usual. And that was a whole lot of fun. But those are two shows from, out the, from this week. Uh, as you mentioned, we got SummerSlam 92 out this week uh, in time for SummerSlam next weekend. So lots and lots of shows. And it's only five bucks for a whole month's access. So go support some local small content creators and check out all the podcasts that we do and follow us on all the social media stuff poison rana and your podcast app poisonrana.ca for the links of everything that we do and i myself brayden harrington twitter instagram or sorry x x as booker kept going off about <laughs> elon's just paying him uh, i am at the bray d and i am at davy portman that's it that's all take care goodbye be safe and keep on bashing Ahoy! What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.